Hello, audience members. My name is Sandy Champlain, America's and maybe the world's greatest personal acting coach. I remember the jerk practice. I remember all of them very well, fondly. I worked with them briefly downtown Manhattan. I think we did one show quickly. There was uh, Hinning Kakish, Hans Freeball, Casey Van Heil, and a man with a lot of tattoos. I believe his name was Jonathan, and Megan Girlmane, and occasionally some others. They had a lot of hair. I don't really have distinct details. But that night, there was a thunderstorm, something of a squall off the coast of the northeastern American shores. Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. All right, and we're back. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. Hendrith B, the Bendrith. Hen, We're hen, on a Bendrith. Hendrith and Hen. On a Bendrith. That poverty soup, buddy. Hint you fresh. Poverty soup? That that's a poverty that that's a poverty soup, buddy. That's a rich stew. Stew. Pal. Stew. Close Same. on pal. That's a poverty soup, buddy. I would say enemy, but that's a Oh yeah, buddy. All right, I'll give you a buddy. It's baby. I messed that one up. <laughs> oh, you should. Yeah, like old man. <laughs> old man. Geezer. It should have been geezer. That's a money stew, baby. Oh yeah, money stew. <laughs> money stew. Oh yeah, there's a lot of. That's an investment. And this is a money up, baby. We're back. Forget the forget the shame and degradation of part one yeah, of the hundred. We're all shake it we off. all shed the skin. You know, as humans, we shed our skin cells every time, sixty yeah. seconds. So you're a new human being every sixty seconds. That's what <laughs> Buddha said. So that gross old freak Henning that was writing those dirty sketches <laughs> and drawing boobs in his notebook, <laughs> he's gone. Reborn. He's gone. He's reborn anew. He's the Buddha baby. <laughs> the gross old freak. I know. It's let's put it on Henning. It's all on Henning. I mean, what a, he's in New York. That's all I have. Henning? He's got that sick New York state of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Filthy. I'm sitting out here drawing dongs on napkins, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and not getting been... paid because in New York City it's art. And leaving but them, everywhere and else. Leaving them as skags. tips because nobody tips down here. <laughs> this is kind of uh, a parallel to our first days in New York because I it's like a not triumphant but a <laughs> slinking back to New York and having to start at the bottom when I first got here I was at the Chelsea cabins mm-hmm. which is, <laughs> is is it not a Actually, ca- beautiful cabin in the woods what cabins are not Chelsea closets would be more <laughs> apt I have a feeling I know the, where you were Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah? Were you staying on, was it on 8th Avenue and 
20th Street? Somewhere about that. We were, I was close to uh, uh, old UCB, as we found out. That's mm-hmm. not there anymore. Oh, sad and CB. Went, More like went it. Down to see, I went down to see Trailer Park, still there. Oh, uh, yeah, I got Iconic a picture. Trailer Park. Oh, yeah. Say hi to uh, Chris, Chris Clark. Have a gin for me. <laughs> and then he threw some more Eighth gin Avenue. in his barback's eyes. 8th Avenue and about 30th, I would say. Oh, okay. Just this. It's a, it's a Hare Krishna uh, run Oof. retreat. So instead of the Gideon's Bible, you got like the teachings of Ramajan Pur or some, what is, whatever. Is that like a... Is he a, like a mystic? Did you I pick it up, Henning? Did you crack that? I just that, made that, that name up. That's not a real name. I don't know who it is. Oh, I was hoping spy you were like, well, you know, C. Ramajan. Spicy. One of us. Spicy. Might be spice. One of us. Might be spice. <laughs> no, I was going to say the Hare Krishna's Bible is just like a hollowed out, you know, Dianetics with nugs in it or something. Are they, <laughs> Are have Hare Krishna's updated the look? Yeah. Yeah. Because like classic mm. New York movies, classic, they would have you believe the old the top orange knotted, toga. orange wrapped, nope. running around. Maybe people just look more like Harry Krishnas now than they look <laughs> when they were weirdos in the seventies. Other people are copping the look, so they have to right. Adapt, exactly. Where am I? Saying. A champs? They look like you, Casey, and but but they don't act like they just look like you Spicy. in a in a drum circle, in a drum circle. No, they do. I've seen Harry Krishnas because I was like, hey, 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 where's the bald? No, just some scum. Yeah, right. No bald. No, no orange wrap. No, nope, but just hipster. They'll bald. still try and sell you bookmarks, though. You ever get? Oh, oh, fuck. Then I have seen a Harry Krishna. I just thought it was a, a. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. It's over fifty dollars a night. I have to put up with, like twenty guys on a floor with me, and we got walls. It's a twin mattress, and that's the entire length of the the room. <laughs> I can't fit. It says it says not for people over seventy two inches, which I didn't listen to. I should have, because <laughs> they definitely mean that. But we got a little closet, and we have walls, but we don't have a ceiling, so we share the airspace with every all the <laughs> other twenty guys trying. It's a cubicle on the fourth floor, fifth floor walk up of mm. in Chelsea. Great location. Sure, that at least. Henning, hot breath you floating around in there. You should have came to me because where you need to be staying, and this is legit, is you need to be staying at the Greenpoint YMCA. It's you get your own room. Stay at a proper men's home, <laughs> yes. and not just a knockoff. I'm I'm not kidding. Like, yeah, you you shower like where the gym is and stuff, and but like the room is just like a straight up. You know, you have to share a bathroom, but you do you you get. The walls go up to the ceiling. You got a ceiling. <laughs> you get a full wall, wow. and it's in Greenpoint. It's amazing. <laughs> it's it's right on um, Manhattan Avenue. Jesus Christ! Yeah, like, speaking of standing, slinking back, ending. You know, we should stay in the men's home. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. The why I thought about it because I was like, all right, I didn't know that, but if I ever come back to New York, I can stay right here in the heart of Greenpoint for like fifty bucks a night. Good to know. No, hey, if I, I don't have to fall asleep in the same room as twenty dudes snoring and and farting. Were there whispers? Were people off, like communicating over an, the wall? It's an upgrade. 
Bob Bruce's. Mm-hmm. Like like a scuzzy <laughs> no, like no, camp. The whole atmosphere is like a men's bathroom because we're all kind of ashamed to be there. <laughs> and there's no, no I'm just picturing somebody's there's no eye contact in the hallway. Over the wall. <laughs> I mean it's like that's not so fifty dollars times thirty one. That's fifteen hundred dollars and fifteen hundred and fifty dollars a month if you want to live in a in it. Um in Chelsea that's I mean I mean hey, yeah, you're looking at if anybody wants to live in a, you know, open air with a bunch home. of men. <laughs> <laughs> Women aren't allowed any. What's your thought on Rabina Rabashowitz or whatever Henning said the deity was? Double spicy. <laughs> you're mixing mystics with Hasidism and <laughs> you're mixing is Hasid- I didn't see any women. No, no women allowed, Henning. Thank, thank God. Thank Would have been too God, embarrassing. Indeed. And the YMCA has its own. So I used to teach yoga over there. The YMCA has its own um, computer room. Full... <laughs> it's its own bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it might be the bathroom. I might have called it my computer room. <laughs> I'm just saying. But now... Flip that tank over and you'll see the old HF carved into it. Uh, <laughs> Hans was here. Toilet. <laughs> Doc Turd was here. But now you now you're back in the slope. Yeah, I'm back staying with my friend Craig in a bigger room with nice people and for cheaper. Thanks, Craig. You're in you're back in the cradle of creative intellectualism. I can see John Hodgman out your window, Henning. Oh, he's floating on his airship. Back in Park Slope. <laughs> Seven blocks from where I did live. Oh, that's crazy, right? Because I, I honestly thought, looking at Henning's back, I was like, oh, Henning's just in his old, still-vacated apartment. That's kind of what I right, thought. Right, he just skittered in through the window. Oh, man. I think. there. I, I've been by. I don't see any lights. I think it might still be unoccupied, which is crazy. But he's sitting that's on it. That's a good deal. They're waiting for Amazon to come in. That That's going to be rented well, by a that, robot. Yeah. The sorting I robot think... lives in this with his old hat, just like an old man from the fifties. Thank you, robot. Oh, that grouchy old robot. <laughs> I mentioned uh, going into into deep into Bushwick to see Eric's show, which is his his club, the Cobra Club, like the new Rafifis. That place is getting really cool, but because the L train is so fucked up, I got stuck in deep bushwick he lures you out there with the show but then there's no l train back so i had to walk my way back out back to the chelsea cab crawl back to the chelsea cabins because you you don't have your bicycle which is obviously different being in new york right what oh that's so um, the l train just stopped uh yeah at a certain point you can no getting you can go deeper into Bushwick, but you cannot of course go back you to can. Manhattan. Come hither, <laughs> come hither, come deeper into Bushwick. See if there's a Bushwick. So I think all, all this to say, I think uh, in in Bushwick, if you're on the L train, your apartment is actually getting cheaper right now because the L is so fucked up. I heard its mm. rent prices rent prices are dropping thirty percent. Interesting. Around because here for at, about a year. At some point. They have been kick punting the ball on closing the L train to Manhattan for repairs. Oh God, you can't close it though. 
no, that's the whole point. Is like but, they, they it was supposed to be happening right now. It was supposed to happen in like 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. They were going to close it, but people were like, "Screw you! You can't do that." Because because they have to change it because it's so. It's such a populated train. They need more track. Right. It needs yeah. to be fixed. Because otherwise, a train will break down underneath the fucking East River. It sounds like Henning's trying to get us to invest in a in a Bushwick cabin with him that will that we'll use once a year as he gallivants Henning, around. Where are, the wa- are we talking walls or stalls? <laughs> How high are we speaking between? Because there's a height difference. Oh, I love New York. They're just selling fucking toilet stalls to people. <laughs> And they'll pay it because that's fucking New York. That's that's it's not about the um, interior. I mean, if you're well, and that's broke. my whole thing. Like we mentioned it before about the uh, um, Amazon taking over the Citibank building in Long Island City, which is is it's the tallest building in Queens because it there's the way the land is yeah. like it, you can't have a taller building, so it is. Like Sauron's tower, it's very weird. Yeah, and there's a subway station in it. Like it is the hub of that whole area. I think they will definitely close the L train, but it's gonna fuck the G train because the G train runs to there. Like Amazon's like, I don't give a fuck if you need to go to Manhattan. Like live close to you know. Yeah. Not to be hyperbolic with like the Eye of Mordor, but like that giant tall tower. Well, that's why they're building the Maybe waterfront why... up and everything. It's pro- they probably known they were going to be there for the last five years, and that was that's why everybody's pissed because Amazon, like all these cities around the country, spent somewhere around eighty billion dollars to try and get Amazon to come Spruce to reinvigorate up, yeah. their you know like places like fucking El Paso. Like they were like, we sure. you can save this part of the country. And Amazon's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll consider it. No fucking way they'll consider it. But you can also, literally come here and run a fiefdom. Yes. We don't care. Do whatever. What's shitty is like then Amazon got a bunch of free yes. information. Mm-hmm. Like these mm. cities spent money and then gave Amazon like. That's interesting. Like brick and mortar where stuff is, what people do, like city layout shit. Like sort of like it doesn't seem. It seems kind of innocuous, but not for Amazon. And that's the other like, thing, too, is Amazon... Like, where you live, what you do, traffic in these cities, and they're like cities on the berm, like Austin, right? places like Columbus, Atlanta, places that are like the second cities now because no one can afford to live in New York mm-hmm. or Los Angeles, or they don't have to live there anymore. Right. The thing about it as well is, yeah, Amazon's coming to New York and they're, you know, the the thoughts are they're going to bring all this new job and all this new um, money into the economy. But the tax break that the city's giving them is so crazy that they're basically going to be able to suck all of this money out and they're going to end up paying like this the extremely low percentage of tax so they're not even bringing anything into the structure they're basic bezos is basically just <laughs> sucking right. out the little life he can and by the way amazon's not like it's not cool i know it's online 
but it's not like they're bringing in like it's not like a cool new thing to have it's like a fucking walmart it's bigger than a walmart am i no, wrong it's about the that? walmart of the internet are we just i no, agree it... with you about the image of it it's so old at this point yeah it's, it's not like, hip it's not google it's netscape or something right but that's the thing Yahoo. about like amazon has the the ability to move laterally because they do like the uh, i totally agree like they are like walmart they like they provide you order things from them like we're generations out where it's like yeah you go to amazon to order stuff it's not cool but they are a media company now that's you know what you make a good point i was just thinking that yeah like i get my books from them and my kindle that's what is crazy about the new companies now is they're not just like 50s 60s you worked for ford and ford made cars that's what they did so you go out and that's how you enter the world but now if ford was still a top dog company ford would sell food ford would produce movies sure which seems crazy to say but it's not because Amazon, that's what Amazon does. Like, right. Amazon owns Whole Foods. Amazon makes movies. Amazon is actively petitioning to get rid of it's this thing, and it doesn't seem big. It's called the Paramount Protocols, mm-hmm. which was uh-huh. found, formed, I think, in the 30s or 40s. And it's basically the antitrust for Hollywood studios. Gotcha. Because before the Paramount mm-hmm. Protocols, you could only see a fo- 20th Century Fox movie in a 20th Century Fox theater, and they didn't show any other movies. Yes, right, right. So if you wanted to run a theater, you threw your hat right in the ring. It was this, it was similar with alcohol, with breweries. Like, you ran a Pabst bar, mm-hmm. and you sold only mm-hmm. Pabst until Prohibition, and then you couldn't do it. But, like, same thing with movies. So now they're trying to repeal all of these things so that – Basically, Amazon, Netflix, Disney can just have those theaters, which, I mean. To, they which want is brick fun. and mortar theaters? Why? To suck what whatever thinking. little final yes. thing. like Just to put the nail in the coffin of the old school? Because the people in charge, like they're like, Screw, I'm, I need to conquer someone. It, like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Paramount. Studios is the lowest grossing movie studio. They don't do anything but make movies. They partnered with Apple, which is partnered with Netflix, to just try and stay alive. The um, because Disney owns everything, and Amazon owns the other chunk. And here's the thinking, Henning. I think when when you were talking about it's what you meant, Case. It's what you said, Casey. With the brick and mortar theater, because a transcript of one of Jeff Jeff Bezos's board meetings was released this week. It was either the Post or the Times put it out, and he was just like, "Here's the situation: Amazon mm. will go bankrupt. Amazon will fail. It is going to happen. Our job right now is to go ahead, full steam, and burn at all cylinders until that happens." So they're just it's just domination until like any company they make whatever move and they crumble and get taken over by whatever else is coming. But for domination's sake, it's not they're not making any money taking over these old hat theaters. 
Why? Well, it's all um, it's all predicated their own demise on a stock price. So they're they're riding it till it tops out. Like Amazon isn't Amazon's only worth what people pay for Amazon Prime. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever the fees they get from an internet transaction, like that's what Amazon is worth. And Henning, if Amazon is buying up stupid shit like movie theaters, do you know how much money they're going to pay for old dirty jerk practice sketches lapping them up? Yeah. <laughs> they want it all, baby. We we could be well, Amazon scumbags. Let it be known that we're on clearance. Our sketches will be available on Prime to read. <laughs> Download Bob Bruce to your Kindle. Which is funny because Amazon used to openly take submissions. Like you could just log into your Amazon Prime account and submit a TV show to them. What? How come I didn't right. know this? Uh, then they would like, and their big thing w- which is now what they do a lot of is uh, animation and children's animation. Hmm. Interesting. They're just like, we'll take whatever you have. And it was just super open and they made it seem like it's like Facebook post your scripts and let people review them. Have you, have you noticed along these lines, like Netflix, for example, I would say like two years ago, pretty much every Netflix original, you were kind of like, this is going to be good. They're really letting the creators be creators and they're backing them with the money and letting them have the liberty. But lately you click on a few Am- uh, Netflix originals and they're fucking, it's not just bad content, but they're like shot poorly and cheaply and quickly. And have you noticed that? Like uh, we, we could be on Netflix. Like they're just scooping up stuff. If you can prove it. We could just post jerk practice sketches like you said for Amazon. We'll just read them for Netflix. It just seems it seems like they're really trying to create content at a breakneck speed so they can at least have almost on a daily basis something in your queue of recently added that says Netflix original and then mm. uh, I feel like new to ev- scroll over. Yeah. Every Friday they re- they release like two or three things that I would be interested in, and then they bury them. Like, I have to search for them. Right. And I was like, that shouldn't be the case. Like, why would you not? Because I I think it's what we were talking about with uh, Amazon. Like, they're borrowing against time. Like, Amazon is or Netflix is worth what it's worth now, and they're just borrowing money hand over fist. Like, that's the thing. Every quarter, Amazon reports a loss. But they keep getting lent money. Hmm. So they're like, if you're going to give me money, oh, I'm going to pay for then. stuff. So they're going to they keep paying for stuff, good or bad. It used to be smaller and they could invest in small things. And those are big things like Stranger Things. You can buy Stranger Things toys. Right. In Target, mm-hmm. which makes Amazon or which makes Netflix money. Sure. So I think they're just trying to. They're burning the candle at both ends, and when that shit burns out, they're like, look at all of this intellectual property we own. Then we can sell this shit off or license it off to get some of that money back. That game is over now, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They need to get me in the boardroom. Make I need to go right from my Candy Cons meeting, Candy Cons meeting, to a Netflix Candy meeting. Candy Cons, baby. Because that, the, what they're banking on with licensed material – 
is bunk because everybody else is also moving at a breakneck speed. You think I mm-hmm. want to go back and watch Stranger Things season one? Fuck no. Because there's some new show that's out. Narco season four is out. Why in the world would I ever go back and watch season one of something, even though it was great, if they're just going to keep True. churning out yeah. something else that's great? Because there's a lot of good creative people that are now getting shots. And so think about that now. Like those two are still, those shows are still pretty relatively close on my queue as options. Ten years from now, are you insane that I'd want to go back and watch Stranger Things 1? No way. No way. It's going to have to slow down at some point, and you will have to go back because you'll be like, I've run out. Oh, they're destroying us. Netflix has stopped. They're taking five years off because they can't afford it. If it's even around. They're not betting on me, baby. I'll be fucking reading our sketches with a lighter in a closet when the Armageddon (laughs) happens. Laughing my ass off. (laughs) We'll get our due. We're going to get our due. I'll be playing uh, cow skin plus deer skin on my Victrola. Skin plus deer skin. Cow skin. We've already determined what skin was last episode. Do you remember skin? Horse bones. Bones. Getting there, Henning. And ox tail stew. Cow skin plus, remember it's antonym, deer skin. Yeah. You got horse bones. Minus. Sort of. Versus. That works, right? <laughs> I guess, yeah, no, totally, yeah. Fish bones, baby. Fish. The opposite of deer is fish because you hunt deer and you fish fish. <laughs> it does kind of make sense in like some sort of like Algonquin. Like, like just right. Yeah, baby. So I'll be listening to old episodes on my Victrola, reading sketches, sucking on oh, candy cons. Reciting them like the old Greek storytellers. <laughs> Can you You'll have them committed to memory? If there is, and I do believe that, you know, my God is an all-present God that has a layer of infinite knowledge. It's neither finite nor is there... It's neither finite nor is there a center. But please, let all things be wiped away and only one thing be left and just one page of a jerk practice sketch pick any sketch and then man has to repopulate and tell stories from that sketch and slowly it'll become odysseus (laughs) but it'll be bruce bob 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 bruce Bruce (laughs) in his buttery knees gilgamesh (laughs) yes Yes, they'll they'll all ride into a a Trojan oh my god and get into that some uh, uh stronghold reminds me I forgot the name of the play but Mitch by the by if you ever in Branson Missouri uh, there's a theater off the beaten path called the Curtain the Curtain Theater it's a wonderful play by Mary Grace Riley entitled The Gold Keepers fantastic stuff. Anyway, I remember you gentle, gentlemen that had uh, sent me the script. I was working in uh, Islip at the time, Islip, Long Island, next to the airport. And uh, you'd sent me the script for uh, Acting Drunk with Sandy. And uh, well, I was to show up and be an acting teacher and uh, scream and yell. And I did and, uh, in a short shift of time. And uh, the weather was furious the whole time. And uh, 
nonetheless, uh, we got it off good, and uh, I yelled at the uh, female actor, and then I remember I yelled at the uh, male actor on stage. I don't remember. He was wearing a beard. Or was that real? I don't remember if the beard was real or fake, but uh, uh, we did it, and it uh, went off really well. And... Uh, you know, my blood got up, and I got on, and I got off. I'm still not, uh, haven't received any payment from that. Uh, uh, I'm at a P.O. box currently, and uh, in Duluth. And uh, if you could ship that to the uh, uh, P.O. box here in Duluth, at 22 is the number. But... Um, I was working over the phone recently with uh, Bobby Bayo, Scotty Bayo's second cousin, and uh, Bobby Bayo's doing uh, Othello uh, currently in Chicago, and uh, in, a, in a small uh, box theater. And uh, I keep telling him to play mahjong and just yell at him over the phone for a very long time. But uh, I'm getting steady work and. Uh, Things are good. Uh, I always love the name Jerks. Something about it is just willful ignorance and regardless of uh, uh, what any societal norm might say. It's just a fun thing. And I enjoyed the script. It re quite reminded me of uh, uh, as if uh, some sort of O'Neill or Beckett had had a rousing night on the town and they're yelling at each other you know it was good fun and uh, I had a good time raising my voice and going through my register and uh, making sure that the words were clean the words had to be clean fierce writing absolutely fierce on point all the time exact the exclamations are important everywhere and you know that but I couldn't get too loud now because I'm currently under a bridge and uh, the echo was pretty good. But uh, we had we had to. Our feet were in the fire. Jerk practice. Mitch told me about this play that he read, and that the ba the premise of the play is it's like three big acts. In the first act, is the small cast sitting around a uh, a campfire. And it's, and it's relatively close to sort of like the end of society. So like all of humanity's broken down and it's sort of like we've returned to that moment in time. And it's this group of people like just to get their minds off the horror of the fall of society, Western society, of society in general. Uh, they try as a game to, as a group, recall an entire episode of The Simpsons. Oh, that's funny. Mm -hmm. Just together to like keep it, keep a, a a handle on what their lives used to be, and then the next act is like fifty years later. So that stuff from The Simpsons has permeated the mythology mm -hmm. and the culture. Brilliant. That's so it's brilliant. gotten further along, and then the third act is like a hundred plus years, and I guess it's this like crazy almost kabuki-esque thing of how the simpsons evolved into 
this re- giant religion sort of something that's permeated all of this society. That's so good. I love it. It's great. Wow. You have the perfect example of what inanity we were talking about right off the top of your head. See, it's all right there, <laughs> baby. It's a condicon. It's a condicon. Oh, guys, before I forget, um, there was a, you know, because it's the Hendrith and everything. I, he was supposed to come, mm-hmm. you know, for part one, but he didn't make it. Uh, we had a, there was a, there was a guy that wanted to drop in. Did you, do we have, do we have mm. time or? I mean, well, you yeah, mean it's old, a old friend. Yeah, friend is, Who is this what's guy? the, an- I mean, what's the antonym like a, for friend? Like a cockroach, he'll survive the end. Yeah. So he'll be all that's left to tell our tales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here, come on, here, let me, let me go get him. I don't know what that. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming. Ooh, get he's in, got cowboy boots on. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Take the mic. Take the mic. Take the mic. Greetings. Oh God, big... not. Yeah, there they are. Mm. Oh boy. Mm. Let me get my. Go voice. back to your. Yeah, Megan's welcome. I. They said you could only if you're, you know, appropriate and not so. Acerbic. You notice I've been using that word a lot. Um, so you got it. You got it. Here we go. <laughs> Greetings, pod lovers and butt loving turtle dovers. It's your favorite taxicab backseat reviewer, Lindsay Megan's here. Well, it's finally the Hendrith episode, isn't it? And what is it? You might ask, well, it's weekly, and it is missing its first S-H. Speaking of shh, I sure could use some. It's been a hundred episodes, and sewed it up, I thought they would be. Now, technically, this is episode 102, and I'm... Truly amazed it's still happening. I mean, how many sketches can you beat a dead horse with until it's truly dead? And dead... Fair point, <laughs> Megan. Isn't it? Did you get the it mm. joke, by the way? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Now, I was warming up, I was more, warming I... up, and deadly though my words may be, I merely feel I'm giving you the Charleston truth. And truth be told, when are you going to be done with me? (laughs) Me, Megan's. I'm like some cheap date you call up when you're already bone dry well is well empty. And well, 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 here comes old Lindsay to wet your podcast whistles so whistle this dixie i'm done well at no. least oh me well at least well, you don't. Yep, yep 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 i'm done <laughs> you don't have to go but but done after <laughs> i do my thing usual thing at the end and 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 maybe a little treat for my favorite two meganites oscar and claire at the end of this episode, I hear 
All right. Well, they're they, pretty big they fans. Still like you, yeah. And I'm fanning my ego because it's getting hot. So in conclusion, <laughs> on my New York scale of stink, I get all right, Megan's. Megan's. You know what? Well, he was he was just getting to the point. No, no, no. I'm done with Megan's. You don't have to be in the room with this <laughs> asshole. He s- smells like Bushwick and the L train. <laughs> Bad breath. Smells like raisins and cat shit. I mean, sorry, Megan's, but it's true. I think Megan should be done, you know. Um, and besides, he's supposed to, Megan's, you're supposed to be a movie reviewer. What happened to that? Well, I saw, oh, spoiler. Well, I saw Daddy's Home too. How was it? Meh. <laughs> Just meh? Megan's, meh. that doesn't sound like you. Mel Gibson was a racist, and I can't get over it. Don't you have anything? <laughs> there we did go. you have anything more and clever with that? No, I don't. No, I don't. All right, we'll finish your thing then. Okay. So on my New York scale of stink, I give the Hendrith yeah. three hot helpings of hypercritical hurrah, two rod like batons of begrudging blessings, and one, God, who will call Dom, may he watch over you as you defile the good name of podcasting. I'm Lindsay Megans. <laughs> the blue wave was a hoax. And I make the rules. <laughs> they don't have the... Get out of here, Megans. Wow. They don't have the Senate. Get out. Out. Goodness. <laughs> oh, Megans. He burned us down. Damn. I thought he would go easy on us for the hundred, hundredth at least, He's but no, God. He's a piece no, of God. shit. He's a piece can't of allow shit. It. But that's the name of our indie movie that'll win us the Oscar, The Redemption of Lindsay Megan's. I'm just glad he came for part two and wasn't here for part one. He would have roasted us over the coals. <laughs> he was too busy in the bathroom <laughs> tapping stalls. You know Megan's was staying in the stalls next to the Chelsea cabin boy over here. <laughs> Throwing rocks at Henning's window. <laughs> Want to go see Daddy's home? <laughs> I got it from Redbox. <laughs> oh, he's definitely a Redbox guy. <laughs> Nothing's creepier to me than Redbox in New York. I was like, ah, oh, God. Is Redbox in New York? I think they're all. I haven't seen one. You got to go to the dregs. Because... Henning, if you kept on the L train deeper into Bushwick, if Megan's got you. <laughs> The siren song. I'm not a DVD man anymore. Are you guys DVD Blu-ray buyers? Haven't Ever? touched one in six years. Oh, look at him! Look at, look at this those guy. fingers. Soft DVD less <laughs> touching fingers is. Mm. Yeah, that's just because he can't fit physical media in the closet. He rents. <laughs> 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 a bootlegger. He downloads everything. No, I, I, I don't either. I don't either. But I was talking to somebody and they were talking about buying Solo. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I was going to get it on Blu-ray. And he was ta- he's like, you know, I usually wait to buy the Blu-rays till they're a little cheaper. And he's like, right now, Solo's $32. I'm going to wait till it gets down to 25 And I was like, what? Oh, my God. The thought. Are you crazy? And it just instantly took me back to, you guys will remember this. Casey, definitely. Um. 
we always used Ooh. to go to the Virgin Mega Store. There was a couple of oh. them. But like it'd be the Friday best. night, we got paid, and I can't even fathom it now. But I would just spend a, a ungodly chunk of my whatever money I had on like season two of SNL on DVD or like oh, yeah. a Simpsons season nine, like $80 box sets. Like it was nothing. And then when I heard him say $30, because I was like, why don't you just watch, you know, <laughs> snips of SNL on yeah. YouTube for free? <laughs> Commercial filled. I, they send me money because I watch extra commercials. <laughs> and they review. <laughs> send me more. I'd watch only commercials. Yeah, it's called YouTube poor. You want to try it for free? We'll send you a shilling. Nothing is free. It's <laughs> thirty-two bucks. It's got to be a double disc at that's... least, right? But like, that's a scam too. Scenes. I remember that was my. Th- it was like, oh my god, you need that extra disc. You never need the fucking extra disc. There's <laughs> nothing on the extra disc you'll ever need. You'll never watch it. Thing. If you watch it once. You've, you'll watch it ten times. Penny, you're not or and, Casey, you're, you're and, not gonna watch the um, the what did they call it? Like audio track or um, <laughs> director commentary? Oh, God, <laughs> audio track, <laughs> the riff track, the creator riff. What were you gonna say, Henning? Sorry. Uh, the only one of those I ever listened to twice and truly enjoyed was the Mister Show. Yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah. Well, that's different. Uh, That was an obsession. Yeah, my whole... I still have my DVD case box, you know, whatever it is. Like, just not the Mm. DVD cases, but, like, the sleeve thing. And I can't tell you how many bonus discs are in there that I never watched. Like, I don't want to know... I don't want to know how they made Monsters, Inc., for fuck's sake. Those are always the first things to show up on when the whole movie, you can't watch the whole movie, but you can see the extra features on YouTube also, always. Oh, right. First thing, as soon as that's released. First to go. Get rid of it. You don't need it. It's excess. Give me a DVD with the theatrical trailer from 1980 and then three other theatrical trailers from non-related movies from 1980. That's all I need on my special features. I'm dumb dad to the point I was like, if I buy a physical DVD, I want it to be the flimsiest DVD case. I want one disc. I want none of that like ultraviolet download bullshit extra disc. I want to put it in and just play. Well, how about this? I have Nightmare on Elm Street part one and part two on the same disc. You have to flip the disc over. How's that for saving dad space? Too much. I need to see what it is. I can't read that fine tune, right? On the center, yeah. I accidentally watched two first. (laughs) (laughs) Too lazy to flip it again. I sat down. It's a physical DVD. But then I do hear, and this is maybe you guys will relate to this. I'm certainly not in the the financial position, but the new um, litmus for if I'm financially comfortable is when I'm sitting down watching and I want to watch a movie and I know I own the DVD, but I don't want to get up and pull out the DVD. So I just buy it <laughs> on Amazon. Download it. Just buy it from the couch. Yeah. I've done that. Ashley and I did that with Christmas Vacation. We own it in every possible format because we... <laughs> That's so funny. Misplaced it. And then we're like, 
oh my god, it was right in front of us. But we were too lazy now, to like do the dive, so we're like, now I own it in all forms. You want to watch it on your one iPod? More That's just when you call Voodoo. It, you can still get a representative on the phone. You say, my dog accidentally ordered Christmas vacation. <laughs> They'll refund you. <laughs> I don't own um, Tank Girl anymore, but I watched it. <laughs> What was that? What? Ooh! Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Who's coming? Is it DeCray? It, it is I, Louis Grizzard, noted Ooh. reanimated Raycon tour. Now, what y'all grunting about up here? Ugh. Uh, Grizzard, hey. Uh, well, it's our, our just... 100th podcast. 100? Wow. Podcast? What? You mean the talking computer? Things haven't made sense to me since 1965. Yeah, I know, Chris. Mm -hmm. Well, look now, I've come, I've heard some of your show, and I gotta say, y'all are pretty funny, but not as funny as my wife trying to pronounce some of these new Vietnamese names they got. Viet, Kuong, Ngu Yen, Duk, Thip, Ki, Kao, you know what, Kyle, I'll just call you Kyle, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) She. I'm glad he's dead. Vietnamese. (laughs) I'm glad Negan's is gone. (laughs) They're sharing, you know, they're sharing a room down hang at out. the line. Now, 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 I say, I say, I want to thank y'all for being such fans of my work. Fans, well, I I don't know. No way. I don't know about that. And for making an old boy like me feel welcome on your little show. Sure, but I don't think, I feel like a $5 prostitute on the Sixers locker room. Oh, Grizzard. Hey. I was, Sixers? Me, hashtag me, me too. That wasn't relevant since 1976, I think. They're still around. Grizzard, I was trying to say that we are not fans of your casual, easy, uncle-y, uncle-y racism and misogyny. No. We do not. Too late. Normalized. Hoo-wee! 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 Oh, I hate this guy. You know what I was thinking? God damn it, Grizzard. Grizzard might have had a hand in those old jerk practice sketches now that I think about it. I think so. You think we found the culprit? I knew it. I knew <laughs> my hands were clean. <laughs> why are the why are the friends of the pods always enemies? Uh, well, cuz he's a racist ghost and he's got nothing better to do. Old piece of shit. Old racist ghost. Reanimated Raycon tour. Creepy uncle racist ghost. That's what um that that would be an so interesting. Unclean. You could go as the ghost of Lewis Grizzard for Halloween, but all you would be is a that classic ghost, you know, with a sheet over you, not a Ku Klux Klan member, but just, <laughs> just uh, a, but just the burning cross on it. No, just a Confederate flag with the holes cut out, you know, like the ghost. So it's draped over you, and then what are you? I'm the ghost of a racist. And then you lift it, and especially if you're somewhere where they're conservative, you lift it, and you got rainbow panties on. <laughs> he got us though, kind of. Yeah, they totally scorched. burned us. He was he was sat he was sat down, comfy in his grave, and we brought him back. Oh God, we did roust him from his grave. <laughs> yeah, Grizzard's bones. No one's. No one said his name in decades, and he was like, wait, what? <laughs> exactly. Grizzard juice, grizzard juice, grizzard juice, grizzard <laughs> juice. Hey, babe. <laughs> Don't touch me. I'll touch you where I want, babe. Yeah, that's one thing. At it least Beetlejuice wasn't racist. That we know of. He I wasn't guess. particularly. Was he a little 
Randy? Was he sexist? He, he said, hey, babe. He was, yeah, he grabbed his penis and stuff. Honked it. <laughs> you say it like he did it to you. <laughs> he touched his penis in front of me. He did. That's not Michael Keaton. That was Beetlejuice, and it was a movie. I uh I saw I saw, I I don't know if Keaton um did I see something as Beetlejuice coming back and it's the Keats is playing him. That's what the word is. Who they've been saying that for years hmm. though. Beetlegramps. Uh, Keaton would play a killer Grizzard though. Oh my God, Grizzard biopic. <laughs> Talk about raising him from the grave. Don't put that out in the air. Well, I'm not saying. I mean, to, I don't want to. I'm not saying to honor him. Let's destroy him to my line. Let's let's. This is a hit piece. Let's piss on his grave, motion picture style. <laughs> <laughs> this is high octane movie piss. <laughs> the Grizzards, the Grizzard story, directed by Doc Turd. <laughs> Bringing it all the way it's back. It's like those salacious serial killer movies we watched. We just got to get some young up and comer. Oh, who, who a young guy that yeah, you know what? They're doing nothing but biopics now. We could do a Shia LaBeouf. He's on the low. We could bring him up. You could get LaBeouf. He'd be a Grizz, mm. and he does mm. weird stuff like, like he was like really anti-Trump, and he was hanging out on that street corner for a while, probably sleeping at the Y, and then the next week he's like calling some African American cop like the N word, calling it an art piece. Remember that? He could yes, do a that's grizzard. That's right, yeah. Shayla Grizzard. <laughs> Shayla Grizz? Shayla Grizz. Do we just. We'll just make him like a composite, though, of. I don't know, Dave Barry. Uh. Uh. Grizz. Trump. George W. Bush, maybe. Maybe lump them all together and, once, sure, and don't yeah, call him no, Louis Grizzard. Go Citizen Kane style. Like, make it like, oh, I know what you're saying. We wink. We know who you're talking about. Guys. And everyone's like, we don't know who Grizzard is. Why do you guys keep winking at us? We're And this art house film will finally be the nail in the coffin of Grizzard. We're sitting next to an, we're talking to an animation genius here. You don't need a whole pick. One animated short. It's a book, a Lewis Grizzard book with arms and legs and googly eyes. And he walks <laughs> whistling. Dixie, <laughs> of course, mm -hmm. and of course. he walks into a uh, um a he walks out of modern era into 1940s Germany and into a pile of burning books. Hey, there we go. We both win. The mm -hmm. Nazis look good. Grizzard's gone. <laughs> Not, oh yeah, that makes the Nazis look good. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. <laughs> They hate Southern well, at least Dandies. They burn Grizzard. So you have to cycle it around. House of Grizzards. You have Grizzard walk into a Nazi book fire, but then how do you take the Nazis down? Well, you just, oh, Berlin Wall. You need that. You need to pull back, and then like it's like Monty Python. The big foot smashes him. We need a big nice. foot nice. <laughs> style smash. That's good. I like it. We got our guy in the Confederate flag ghost with the <laughs> starburst panties comes in and <laughs> like. Throws lightning at them. Oh, we'll just take one of the sketches from last week and sign, you know, Third Reich at the bottom of it. I'll go, I That's know who's Adolf. responsible. <laughs> oh, this fell out of the original copy of Mein Kampf. Hitler, yeah, Hitler, he's like, my legacy's tarnished by Bob Bruce. 
That's the one thing that gets him to roll in his grave. They're like, yeah, Mein Kampf was, it, it, it brought out a lot of hate, but Bob Bruce sucked. <laughs> <laughs> mein Kampf was terrible. Did you read the sketches? <laughs> oh, jeez. That's, that's actually funny. But we kind of already went down that road with another tasteless sketch about Anne Frank. Um, <laughs> she was a superhero. It was about her neighbor. Oh, no, it's pro-Frank. Without it, we didn't make an anti-Frank video. Let's <laughs> and now putting people it are out thinking there. we did. Now people are thinking we're digging ourselves out of a hole, which we're not. It's about Chad Hitler or whatever we were, our neighbor's name. We was. were on a hill. We were on the hill. We were never in the hole. We were on the hill the whole time. What's that a reference to? JFK? No, I'm just saying it's the opposite of being in a hole. We were on the hill. We we're on the hill. No one's ever said we it before until right now. That's a common colloquialism. We were, we're digging ourselves on the hill. You really said that. <laughs> you dig and yourself out down of the hole. From that hill. I sit on that hill. Watch the hole. Spit in the hole. <laughs> Read Bob Bruce by Lighter Light up on my hill. <laughs> dig your hole. <laughs> I just love the idea of reading bad sketches by the light of a lighter because that's all the entertainment you have and if the apocalypse has happened and all you're wishing is like I wish I wrote better oh sketches because I don't have a pen that is it's the, the apocalypse and I best <laughs> black mirror twilight zone episode if only the only literature left on this desolate earth is some hack job sketches left in my fucking filing cabinet. That's so funny. That's so funny. This time now, I then you just hear bang. Food groups? What? <laughs> I do have which was which was kind of the where we were going with Anne Frank, right? What if we only had Chad Dooku's diary instead of Anne Frank's? Oh god, diary? it was Dooku. Yeah. Was his last name his... Dooku? No, he went by nah, Count no. Dooku in it because he was a kid. And when we were kids, when we wrote it, Attack of the Clones came out. Wow. And Count Dooku is a character from Attack of the Clones. I, I remember somebody's face as I showed it to him now for the first time. And they were just like, this is on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not anymore. <laughs> no, it, it still is. <laughs> No, no, I'm just saying after that, you're like, uh, no, 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 no. No, I, I was still wide-eyed and bright. We're, I, my shit's brilliant. I was just like, you get it? <laughs> oh, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I get it a little too much. As I said, is this on the internet? <laughs> you have a future. Is this on the internet? <laughs> and I'm like, you stupid man. I don't have a future. Stupid, stupid man. What I do have is another concept. Remember last week I brought you Condicons? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Now I'm here to I'm here to to, to fix this whole um this whole Dig us out of the hole. I'm here to dig us onto the hill, alright? Because <laughs> what we're seeing mm. now is a country that's torn by politics, but what's even more galling is that these companies, we're talking about Amazon, are starting to jump onto these causes and are making a shit ton of money. Specifically, the one I'm thinking of is Nike. Did you guys hear about this? 
from mm. three months ago already. Right, so and yeah. it's, it's fresh. Supporting, <clears throat> I think I saw it in my Wall Kaepernick, Street Journal. Putting a big face, Kaepernick's face, and what was the slogan? We we can or something? We stand? I don't know. Just do it. I think it's just stand do it, us. Henning. Oh, right. Just do, just do it. That old chestnut. But it's stupid. They're not even... I mean, in my opinion, they, if they're going to go that far, and I can't believe people are letting them get away with it, by the way, which I get it. It's like you should support people that want to um, uh, rep- uh, want to uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? First Amendment stuff? Want to exhibit their First Amendment? Yeah. You should support sure. that. Yeah. But the fact that people are bong-watering up this this like that nike gives a shit about that movement and aren't just like soaking in all this money is crazy and like their sales mm-hmm, went right. up exponentially but fuck it if you're gonna go go all the way that's what i say right so the whole concept mm-hmm. is these guys are getting on their knees putting their you know they're not gonna stand during the national yeah. anthem when's the last time you guys got mm-hmm. down on your knees mm, i don't not in six years. Not since uh, I was I bending down to pick perf- up a DVD. That's right. Performed Bob Bruce the last time. <laughs> Your butter knees? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Nike's not even doing their due diligence, because what do you need if you're down on your knees? Knee pads. Knee shoes. It's a shoe company. You simp. It's a shoe company. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. But knee Nike shoes. wasn't shoes. doing it. Nike wasn't doing it. So, I don't know why I'm... Meander. I wrote a sketch about it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to do here. <laughs> I don't, it's so stupid. I feel so stupid and dirty. Just I feel dirtier than overs- Nike. <laughs> Overselling this profound, like, I was just thinking. Oh, God. Anyways. This is a prepared I think that was statement. great. That was great preamble. Did you guys? I, I love it. I, uh, well, to, to drop the veil, I sent you guys a copy of it. Oh, what? This whole thing? Oh, wait, what? I wrote it after a Bob Bruce session, so I was pre-Nike. <laughs> Did you guys find it? You were so pre-Nike, you were blikey. Yeah, baby. I'm going to cast this, baby. I need a... Uh, Got it. I need a sexy Calvin Kleiny voiceover. Got it. Henning. <clears throat> Henning's got it. I need a hacky voiceover. I can do it. How hacky were you going? Uh, jeans hacky. Oh wait. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. End of jeans hacky. Uh, I will take, uh, Conway, and Copper Dunk. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, I Copper Casey, dunk. I need the classic uh, bystander. Your hacky voiceover and bystander. Okay. Gotcha. Here we go. I think I was hacky bystander in the original. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then I'll just say a. Uh, uh, there, I think there's only two effects that I'll delete. Well, again, what am I doing? We'll get the. I'm gonna clean this baby up in post, <laughs> including recording a new preamble that seems so smooth that even even the <laughs> the the post produced piece will seem like it all came out of my mouth. Sound effects and song and all. Is he playing the guitar? Wow, knee shoes by Blakey. Spoiler. In an ever-increasing age of racial divisiveness and divide. Hold on. Pause, from the front pause, lines pause, to the pause, football pause, field. Pause, what? Pause, pause. That's how you pronounce it if you're a sexy voiceover. 
sexy divisiveness. Kind of, uh, do I gotta get Justy in here? Where's my <laughs> bassy, breathy Calvin uh, okay. Klein? We make our rum in the name of the father of the old school tattoo. Back in World War era Honolulu, he threw away the rule book and developed a new style that combined bold lines and bright colors. He's not around anymore, but his work is more influential than ever. Amsterdam, Sydney, Los Angeles, this guy's knuckles, Hong Kong, Helsinki. Our hero threw himself into everything he did, and so do we. Keep his spirit alive and enjoy the ride. Is that how Calvin Klein sounds? I wouldn't know. He, I can tell. In an ever-increasing He's a Kenneth Cole reaction age. <laughs> In an ever-increasing age of racial divisiveness and divide, from the front lines to the football field, men and women are standing up for their rights. Or should we say kneeling down that's why we are joining in taking a knee with our fellow freedom fighters and saying time's up to oppression however at blikey shoes we know that getting down on the on those knees can be hard on those caps and cartilage just ask comedian tim conway who shucked on his knees for decades as dwarf in the ever patronizing midget my bones are dust! That's why we here at Blakey have teamed up with CFL and spurned, qu- spurned quarterback for the Canadian Bigs, Calvin Copperdunk, to bring you knee shoes. Say goodbye to needles in the knee pains and knee stains while you get down <laughs> for the right to speak up. All right, yes, all right, fight the powers all right, that be. All right. <laughs> Making a mockery of my words, man. Need needless. I tripped over that too. Needless. It's a pl- needless. Needless knee. It's alliteration. Knee. There's a lot of knees in here. Needless knee pain. Needless knee pain. There it works. Way. Say goodbye to the needles in your knee pain. I just no. I'm not. I'm not gonna compromise. It's needless knee pain, dudes. Needless it knee is. pain and knee stains while you get down for the right to speak up. <clears throat> All right, you do. You're doing sexy. You're horning in on sexy, hacky. I'm Listen doing hacky. I was just, <clears throat> I was trying to get it down. Backseat voiceover and over here. That's why he, we here at Blakey have teamed up with the CFL and spurned quarterback for the Canadian Bigs, Calvin Copperdunk, to bring you knee shoes. Say goodbye to needless knee pain and knee stains while you get down for the right to speak up. Yes, fight the power that be while protecting those that knee and look stylish doing it. I'm just an ordinary average guy. <laughs> hey, nice shoes. Thanks. They're on my knees. Knee shoes. Sorry. Fuck, man. I'm, never, I'm not going to sell a single pair. Stepped on your line. Want to do it? So much editing to do here now. It's unbelievable. Thanks. They're on my knees. Shh. Knee shoes by Blikey. Because protecting the kneel is the only way to heal. Blike knee shoes available where all. 
<laughs> Sorry. Blake. <laughs> Sorry, Blake. Blake, you got it. <clears throat> Blakey Knee Shoes, available where all garbage is sold. Blayless Shoes, Blaine Reed, Bleevs, and Walmart. Knee, knee shoes. shoes. I thought for, that would be me. It. I don't oh, know. No, that's true. Yeah, it is back to you. Knee shoes from the makers of Safety Pin Shine. Because your space should be safe, not dull. Doodly doot doot doot. I think that's a winner, guys. I'll read this one by the lighter light after the bombs drop. <laughs> Father, tell me more of the Canadian bigs. <laughs> Well, son, I don't know. <laughs> I really I don't know. I think it was fake. <laughs> I think it was a movie that was co-opted by a shitty podcast. <laughs> Kidding. Megan's, I, I thought know he left. Megan's got into my blood, man. He really gets into my head. Son of a bee. Wait, wait. Forget Megan's. Here, here, here. Always got to get back. Costco in Dublin. Costco in Dublin. Walmart in Berlin? Ooh, close. Oh, Cisco in Berlin. Cisco! Nice. Nice. You guys, (laughs) see? It just takes a little time to warm up. Teamwork. Nice. 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 Knee shoes is a great sketch, Hans. I love it. Thanks, man. Good concept. I'm going knee shoes. I like it. That could be an SNLer. And that wh- could be an SNLer. Oh, easy. Oh yeah, my god. This definitely. would be first half hour it's gonna SNLer. Be. <laughs> oh yeah, first half hour. First half. They're not gonna bury break. it. It's topical. It's funny, but it's not offensive. True, true, true. It's liberal. Liberal messaging. You take it to the Canadian bigs. Put Pete Davidson in it for some well, reason. No, it's right. <clears throat> it's not liberal messaging. It's well, okay, it kind of makes fun of both, I would say, right? Which is right where you want to be. That's what I'm spot. saying. The sweet spot you can, depending on your point of view, you can. You're like, yeah, that's yeah, no, that's my. If you're sketch. conservative. You go, uh, stupid liberals, putting shoes on their knees because you're making fun of Nike. And, but yeah, and if you're liberal, you go, oh, I get me. I'm dumb. <laughs> I could use a knee shoe. And if you're liberal, oh fuck Nike, this corporate giant. But you wear a pair of Nikes because got to support the copper. But you dunk. still wear them. Got to support copper. Yeah. Dunk. There's yeah. a hashtag on it. Hashtag copper Put it on dunk. My knees right now. So the Canadian copper dunk. He probably. W- I don't know why he'd probably play for the Canadian big soon enough. Spurned Doesn't quarterback. Get a haircut, cut those sideburns. <laughs> Oh man, What's speaking of Canadians, it's not funny, but did you hear Canadians got in trouble because they were uh, so aggressively suggesting that Native women be sterilized after birth, giving birth? What, like Canadians as a whole? Who, who in Canada? Yeah, who was saying that? Trudeau, don't touch <laughs> they, me. They do it in the hospitals. What? They Like the na- indigenous Canadians were getting like... Aggress- aggressively suggested to be sterilized after giving birth. When in the now? 1920s? It's now. It happened now in twenty fucking now. <laughs> Yeesh, boy, I knew the Canadian. I didn't trust him. 
build a wall. It's not funny. No, I just no, we were talking about Canada, no, and I was no, like, no, oh no. yeah, I just I literally just read that, and I was like, that's nuts. I mean, that is stuff that that shit that went down in this country. I mean, hopefully not now, but it is confirmed that it went down when um with certain. It's like the Tuskegee Airmen. They went through experiments, and part of it was basically to sterilize these people with the thought that it doesn't matter because we don't want these people to procreate anyway. Yeah, they gave them, like, syphilis, and they didn't realize it. Yeah, exactly, because they were just, they didn't give a shit, and they were just doing experimentation. Fucking knee shoes, man. This country. So I was just saying, stick it to Canada when you can. Yeah. Give it to those bigs. Big jerks. <laughs> and they'll always turn the other cheek. It's no problem. And then you stick a sterilizer needle in it. <laughs> Give me that Dicks. Canadian cheek. <laughs> oh, <fuck>. Canadian cheek. <laughs> That's a fucking strip club. <laughs> hey, hey, you guys want to go down to the Canadian cheek, eh? I hear they're having Molson Sorry, for mate. ones. <laughs> My card just filled. Oh. Oh boy, my I'm actually that was a hard out for me on that memory card. Are you? Do you have to empty the card, or do you have a different card? I got empty it. When did it click? An hour ago. Uh, I think it it landed right after I said Canadian cheek. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> hope we got cheek. Hey, dudes, Johnny here. Uh, just wanted to say serious congrats on the Hendrith Epp milestone. Uh, the cast and all the crazy fun and joy work and communal laughs you're bringing are getting officially listed today in South Dakota. Uh, in the good way, it's Thanksgiving. Uh, listing it because it's a real treat to listen and follow and play along with it all. Cheers to what I hope will be many, many more, of course. Um, you're loved. There's not a dang thing you can do about it. Oh, uh, also, would someone, um, just mind checking in on Megan's? Just haven't heard from him in a while. Later. All right. Better give me a heart, heavy clap. Claps all around. I gotta see. Shouldn't we, shouldn't we unify? I gotta see those spikes. Unity clap. One, two, two, three. Three. Not bad. Not bad. Park Slope's getting better towers over there, huh? It's all wireless here, too. Craig's set us Those up. Bezos. Yeah, I Bezos, Bezos towers. Bring, bring the sweet internet. Oh, we got Craig. We're bringing internet to New York. <laughs> We're bringing internet to you. So I have Suck to make it, this look seamless because of what we've been up to. So... Fake frontmen never forget their bombs. Fake frontmen never forget their bombs. Real ninjas always remember, always check their duds. Nice. Uh, Damn. Oh, hey, that was good stuff. (laughs) I don't necessarily know how that all matches up antonymously but what's the opposite remember that episode because i had to go back but it works what's the opposite of real fake what's the opposite of a ninja who slinks in the dark a man in the front Mm -hmm. a front man uh ninjas always check samurai (laughs) front samurai is the opposite 
No That's way. That's what I was thinking, right? No, front men. <laughs> no way! <laughs> Haunty witch creeping in. Don't make me get de crank in here. <laughs> We got a couple weeks until we gotta <laughs> we gotta deal with that, dud. <laughs> oh, the crank. Uh, no. Anyway, so I was telling you guys the uh, uh, uh these segments overrepresent the uh, smart. So I got to bring the opposite. I'm bringing it back. Nice. I'm bringing mm. the fart. We haven't had enough fart this, Hendrith. Because we're <laughs> uh, like my last one. This one's all about farting. It's not. It's not to this episode. <laughs> I'm just uh, just like all the stuff I've been reading and like looking at, and I've been meaning it was we, an idea I had for a while. I was like, we did oh, have we that segment do... about farts and humor <laughs> about farting specifically, which I did. I did have that this has nothing to do with the artistry of fart, art or fart. That's I just. <laughs> True. Smart That's fart, true. good rhyme. So I was thinking of just like a, an idea of a reoccurring segment, but it's about the opposite of science. Ooh, it's nice. about conspiracies and the occult. So the fart. I don't know what we'll call it, but I'm after all of the YouTube videos I watched recently. It'll probably be the soundtrack of a, a famous song, but done in MIDI. And then just a lot of repeating creepy gotcha. phrases, like the truth is out there. Do do pew pew do do pew pew. Truth is out there. Pew 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 pew. So I don't know what's called. Maybe journey into conspiracy. The I don't know. Rabbit, if I have something, it'll exactly it'll play right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, I'm on it. But I probably won't. But if I do, it'll play. It will have just played. Dig your way. Like, oh yeah, totally. Hill. Dig your way onto the hill. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now let's die on that hill, boys. Uh, so basically, as I told you guys, like a good intro point, because the idea for this, I thought I was telling Ashley about it today, and I was like, oh, that would be fun. It's a conspiracy theory segment, but with a choose your own adventure aspect, because everything's connected. And once you start peeling that thread of that sweater... That reality sweater, you can't stop. Gotcha. Gotcha. Can't stop picking so at we'll it. So we'll just, we'll, I'll, I'll go through it. And I, because I've been thinking about it for a while and just like talking with Mitch and stuff I had read. And I was like, I don't know how to like intro into like doing like occult or esoteric thinking or conspiracy theories without doing something someone else has already done or just making it like a two hour long thing that is just really boring. So I happened to find this thing, which I think will transition well into like us just going like, oh, you know what I want to do next week? That followed that. Like, let's talk about how Donald Trump's uncle yes. uh, started a spaceship society. He has an uncle? Which is true. Uh, if we're in this world. Oh, really? He has an uncle that went to MIT, who is a genius, who... Was given uh, all of Tesla's papers. Is this the papers uncle that died? Tesla died. <laughs> so if you want to choose right, that leg of the now. adventure, like we can like go this. there. Uncle defiles urinal. Let's do it. Uncle defiles, uncle defiles Tesla's papers. Uncle defiles science. And uh, 
So this will be, I thought this was a good starting point because we all are familiar with this. Something we've seen in childhood, most people understand it, but the mm, film trilogy Back mm. to the Future. So other than being like a, in a, a fun, frolicking trilogy about time travel, it also predicted things okay. you would not have assumed Things that happen today, nefarious things. Oh boy. Like 9 11 and the election of Donald Trump. You know, Trump. it definitely did do that, yeah. I, which I love because that's the thing. I watched a ton of these videos and was reading all these horrible websites, and I was like, oh man, like how do I, how do I describe it? It's like if someone set the table for you, like if you were going into like a really famous restaurant where like the table settings immaculate and there's a lot of like steps and a lot of like, Oh, here's what you need to do. You need to sit, but then you need to not do this. And then the fork needs to be here, but then the food is just like sunflower seeds and fucking white bread. Like there's a lot of table setting. There's a lot of information. And then you're like, Oh, the meal is a gravy. It's not a meal. (laughs) It's just stuff. It's just a bunch of stuff, Mm -hmm. but it's fun. But it's, you're going to ask me questions. I Probably won't be Sounds able to like answer a for you. Segment. Um. <laughs> yeah, take that science. <laughs> the anti-Hanning, because right? perfect opposite. It is. Did we we talked about how science uh, can't be real, right? Real quick. I was not present for this. What? Just real quick, real science quick. Science can't be real. It can't be real because science is always changing. We're always learning something new. Therefore, science is relative. Therefore, we can't believe in science. Science isn't real. Only God is real. Go ahead, case. <laughs> no, but that's a, like, but you're, no, but you're Ouch. onto something, Hans. In like, you're uh, me burst a like vessel here. Esoteric thinking. There's a big thing mm-hmm. about being a materialist, and like, science tends to be materialist, and the fact like this is how things work. There's no other way to think. Gotcha. Like this is how it has to happen. Whereas like, ancient thought and like out there thinking is just the other side of the coin where it's like, okay, so you know how a planet started, but that gives you no per like meaning like that. There's cool. We know where cells come from and like how planets form, but that gives gotcha. no frame of reference for us. Like it doesn't make you feel better. Like it Why doesn't do you need meaning. Why do you need the universe to coddle you with your own personal destiny? And and sense of meaning. Make your Why own meaning. Why do you meaning. need the answers, Henning? What will the answers give you? Why do you need truth, concrete so truth? What will that well, give I you? I know where I'm going. My destination is the stars. Anything that gets me closer to there, anything that gets humanity closer out into space. Henning, I got bad is, news for you. The ship of the imag- <laughs> That's not the ship good. of the imagination. It's a toilet stall on 30th Street. <laughs> I'm not aiming to go in the ship of the imagination. I'm, I want us in real ships. I, I'm with go you ahead. too. I know. I'm with you. I agree. I'm with you a hundred percent. I just, I'm playing. You're the baby face in this wrestling match, and then I'm gonna be the heel. I'm the million dollar man, baby. I'm coming with crystals and. Hoodoo, voodoo, like, I got it, baby. I love it all. Henning, you're living in a different reality. 
and you're going to find out how and why you got there. And you only have to blame Donald Trump, Bob Gale, and Robert Zemeckis. Because this much-beloved 80s trilogy is a precognitive conduit for channeling the horrors of 9-11. Sorry, the the what and Trump? So... A precognitive conduit for channeling the horrors, the horrors of Donald Trump and 9-11. I'll get there. Perfectly. And it's gonna I be... just didn't hear horrors. So, if we... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, there's horrors. Uh, so, in Back to the Future 1, Marty, is, Marty McFly, when he's with his girlfriend, mm-hmm. is given a flyer about the clock tower which we know in the script is the catalyst for everything. Like that's how he knows where and when to be in time and space. Because that's when the lightning strikes, he gets the flyer. If you look in the background, just over the woman's shoulder, she hands him the flyer at a store called the third. And then the eye, which is the Mm -hmm. eye of Horus, which we see on our dollar bill. Yes which is the pyramid with the eye, which is associated with the process of ascension and elevating human consciousness to the next level. The town Marty McFly is from, Mm -hmm. the mall there is Twin Pines. Pines are associated with pine cones, classically depicted in ancient cultures as the penile gland. The penile gland is a small gray gland roughly the size of an almond situated just above where the spinal column reaches saying, the brain found to be larger and small children pineal gland pineal pineal were you saying penile pineal gland he was saying penile yeah I, was, I heard the first time well your dick's involved <laughs> penile, man penile. all right go ahead <laughs> So, yeah, the penile gland where the melatonin is formed. <laughs> I don't think this is this isn't going to work out very well. I don't sure. think. Uh, so he's given that Follow. there. Follow. God damn, where are my notes? <laughs> the end. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys. I have all these disparate notes. Uh. Jesus Christ, where'd they go? <laughs> Sorry. Boshed. Boshed. Oh, here we go. I am guy did get boshed. Too many screens. Too many threads uh, to keep track of. No, it really is a disparate notes. Uh anyways, so like Marty gets the flyer in front of the store. This isn't this isn't me. This is the information I got, so I'm trying to disseminate it. Is that third eye moment. So when Marty first goes to the Twin Pines Mall. Gotcha. Two pines, twin pines. It's at one sixteen. So if you look at the clock and flip it, that becomes nine eleven. One sixteen. Nine eleven. One sixteen a.m. If you flip the clock, there's a lot of screen flipping flip in these videos that I saw. If you rotate one hundred and eighty, so ninety one colon one nine eleven. 
<laughs> it's a digital clock. You're supposed to translate it into digital numbers, then flip it, Hans. I see, I see. Duh, Hans. So, Apollo. Twin Pines 9-11 clock. Okay, Muslim yeah. terrorists attack. Hmm. Nobody said they were Muslim, though. Got it. They were Lebanese. Uh, I think they vaguely Middle Eastern. I guess technically, yeah. The guy's inferring they're Muslim. They don't technically. It could be Christian. Okay, you don't know. Don't... Well, there's a theory that the 9 11 you know, was it. conducted by Christians. Uh, Lutherans. Just, we can follow that line. <laughs> the Lutheran conspiracy. <laughs> that's another thread. Oh, that's so good. Right. Another thread. Okay, we got a lot of threads here. <laughs> so it's 9 11. Uh, when Doc shows the stopwatch, it says, this one's the best. Uh, it says uh, 119, mm-hmm. which is three minutes after Marty arrives. That's code for 911 because oh, it it's is. nine yeah, and two sure. ones. Sure. Just flip it uh, a different So way. when Marty travels through time, he changes he changes time itself. So then, because he, when he travels through time, he hits the tree. It becomes, goes from the... Two Pines Mall to the Single Pines Mall. Got it. I follow. Which is amazingly depicted in a graphic that is the Twin Towers overlaid with a strand of DNA becoming one solid strand of DNA mm-hmm. because that's the Freedom got Tower. Got it. So we got two We got two Pines gone, turned to one Pine, Freedom Tower. We call it one Pine? Uh, single Pine? Lone, Lone. They call pine. it Lone okay. Pine. That's better. Lone Pine. So then, <laughs> I'm sorry, I got these. Other. So Robert Zemeckis also. Oh, here's where we get into the hinky time shit. Uh, so when the movie 2015 is the the future in Back gotcha. to the Future Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in that year, Robert Zemeckis directed the movie The Walk, starring um. Forget his name, but it's about the guy who walked across the tightrope between oh, the yeah. twin towers. Yeah, sure. Uh, I forget the balance guy. Name, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the the French uh, performance artist. So, <laughs> what happens was in Back to the Future, as you recall, Marty McFly writes down that note and says to try and save Doc. He writes that and he's like, check it in 30 years. And all the while, Doc is fighting with the power cable. So the Doc's on a tower, which is the clock tower, fighting with a cable. All the while, Marty is writing a note telling him what the future's going to be. This is all in one, but also happening concurrently to one is what's happening in Back to the Future 2. Which is where Marty fucks with time and then comes back. <laughs> and the big thing is that they're dressed the same. The actor. And so when he tells that you'll find the truth in 30 years from the end of Back to the Future 2 to that movie is. 30 years have transpired. So basically what they're trying to say is that Robert Zemeckis knows the truth behind 9-11 and he knew it since the 80s. So he actually time travels. He is a, what's the quote? Uh, Here's the thing. Here's what's going to lay it. It's going to make a lot of sense right here. More human minds observed 9-11 than any other single event in human history. 
making it a massive terrestrial meditation on the concentrating collective unconscious onto a single space-time focal point. Uh, yeah, you're going to see space-time ripples out of that, sure. It's going to echo throughout past oh, yeah. and future. Uh, uh, Back to the Future channels the 9-11 archetype with the tower strike of lightning, the Twin Pines terror attack, is a cinematic superimposition. Uh, both scenes featuring transdimensional portals taking place, so him tra- traveling through time with the transcendent nine eleven archetype, and then it gets into uh, when you're it starts mixing metaphors a lot and gets into two thousand one. So the idea of uh, because Marty. Touching the film breaks the illusion. So in the the things, Marty runs over a film development booth with the DeLorean in the first one. When he gets out of the second one, he runs into a movie theater. That's right. Which would again be him touching film. And then the third one, Sucked. the portal opens right into he drives into a drive-in movie theater screen and then appears hmm. on the on the planes with the native americans coming at him right yes yes so he touches film in all three instances which is a coded message to us mm-hmm. and my favorite description of marty mcfly is marty mcfly stargate quester <laughs> all right i can already break it down Here's where I'm calling bullshit. They don't mention Forrest Gump once. <laughs> and I posit... No, no, guy. I posit that Forrest Gump was actually created by Robert Zemeckis to post-dict, post-dicted the Titanic sinking. Taking it back? Taking it back. He's saving it. Titanic. So it told us the story of Titanic sinking. It postdicted it. <laughs> well, <laughs> and the other thing was the description Is of Gump uh, the Titanic. Because uh, that's why I'm so discombobulated. Boat? Jenny is the boat. Oh, Jenny's and the Gump boat. Is the tried to save it, but it sinked, as you could postdict from our sketch gotcha fear of gay pizza makers <laughs> post addicted what happened to jenny so other than robert zemeckis being a precog a precog as they call him which means he can sense these time ripples which would have been 911 as this concentrated event so he saw it put it in his art to try and work through it i would suppose I they don't he, they, you never get an end he I never himself got an end. is marty mcfly so who's the one touching the film marty mcfly sure but the director right he's putting himself in the shoes of this star quest you he needs us no it's stargate <laughs> quest oh, henning star. sounds like sounds like something Polly shore would have said What's up, Stargaze? Like, like a, a knockoff of Back to the Future would be Polly, Stargate Quester. Oh, that's so good. Nice. Uh, but one of the other <laughs> the other ones, the mythology is uh, there's a lot of like 
which I totally get because I love Christopher Lloyd, but they call him <laughs> some of the stuff I read was Christopher Zeus Lloyd. <laughs> Because if you like, and they're just looking at the Back to the Future mythology of of Doc Brown as this higher level being because the DeLorean can be viewed as a UFO. Mm-hmm. He is. So they have a whole idea of where like because he's physically fighting on the edge of that clock tower, like the clock tower other than Biff. Sure. Who is Trump? Of course. They're fighting against, so they're saying just, like... Yeah, of course. of course. We all get that. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd is Zeus, and he kills the clock tower with lightning, which is what Zeus did in the myths. Is he used Zeus to lay low? Marty McFly's Pluto, or Hades, because he's little. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. But he also uses the Helm of Darkness... Primary which makes him invisible, which you see in the movie. He goes Hades. invisible because he's being erased from time. True, true, true. And then Neptune in the mythology also helps, but Neptune's just at the enchantment under the sea. Dance. Gotcha. Just some guy, <laughs> an extra. Maybe it's that redhead. No, it was just the prop they used as decoration. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what is their reasoning behind switching the two actresses from the first one to the second actress back to future one to two not talked about see that's bullshit again pretty big hole right yeah. that's what i was like and the thing i got into like they dissected the names of all these characters but they just left out most of them <laughs> because they didn't they don't fit it doesn't work How did... so they picked marty mcfly george seamus and then they used the Biffs when they were trying to, to justify Trump. Sure, sure. But I'm gonna I'm gonna have to write out a gump spiracy, I think. I, you should. I was watching these videos and I was like, oh man, I wish I could just pick another movie because you could. You just pick it. Back to the Future works because it's time travel because you you have these like higher concepts. And people put you can hang things on it because it's time travel, but it's all just works. It just like the reason it's mirrored like storytelling is because it's fun. It's funny, right? Right. And Gump Gump interacts with all these historical incidents, and historical incidents yeah, be, can be viewed in very broad, broad spectrums. So, right, history it. repeats itself. You can map one historical event onto any other. You'll get you can time travel in a way with the story. Yeah, the, he wasn't showing LBJ's butthole; mm-hmm. he was showing it to Trump. <laughs> well, I I agree because I think <laughs> like Gump works because he affected history, but he didn't change it. He How witnessed history, but didn't change it. No, he is the uh, he is the cause of history. Little Gump is Trump. He didn't go back and change anything. Whereas Marty McFly, like alters history thus changing like if you're if we're gonna get into the multiple timelines the fact that just that he goes back in time erases everything i gotcha i gotcha whereas gump is just like i drank a dr pepper with lyndon baines johnson and then uh (laughs) vietnam ended you know like he doesn't like he's just there like he's just like a 
He's a leaf in the river of time. Right. Time. What does that feather represent? I think that's true. Who was riding the spine of that feather? I think it was a terrorist (laughs) riding that feather down to his Nikes. Nikes! White Nikes. Trump was wearing white Nikes, like the Heaven's Gators. Mm -hmm. All right. Aliens come down to him, but he was soon to ascend up into the sky. On heaven. Trump to me is the speaking of two thousand one, he's the star baby up in the sky, watching all these historical events unfold below him, just quietly observing. As he just floats by on the miasma of time and space. Yes, ma. What was what do they have to say? What's the what's the what's the um what's the choose our adventure? What's the tale we can follow for next episode case? I don't. What's up? I was thinking. Do you want to go Trump? I think I, into I the think Trump thing, UFO. I think one. I, or I yeah. was. I didn't lay it out appropriately enough. I think one. So this was the proto. One oh one oh when we go, we go Trump. Let's go. Let's join. Let's have a raspberry salad. We haven't had one <laughs> in a while. Oh, it's all. It's gonna be all about. It'll be him and his part of this. And I'll send you guys the picture. Like, what got me onto it was just a random link through Reddit. Like, because I have the follow the conspiracy theory thing on Reddit. Because I'm just like, oh, what's this? Oh, cool. What's this? And it had to do with <laughs> the World War One, uh, a meeting that all the world leaders had. Uh, and it's just an image of what happened surrounded by like a Cthulhu and devil. And I was like, oh, what pray tell is this? And they were like, uh, Trump being president proves we're in a a runoff reality, like a timeline. It was like we split off uh-huh. from An alternate reality, from the main timeline. So it was just it like, was just the Treaty of Versailles, but Satan was also sitting at the table. No, it was the recent one. Oh, like the the anniversary. Gotcha, gotcha. I gotcha. Amazing. Amazing. Or there was disparate threads that was a. Uh, Obama has been to Mars. Mm, that's spicy and a birtherist. <laughs> the birther movement. But is I think we, I think we can get to to those two legs of the adventures through uh, Trump's uncle and their time traveling airships. I like it. I like it. It was a bit rough. Apologize. No, no apology necessary. I followed it like a like a like a needle on a record. Just follow that baby spin around. Fell right in the groove, but of course, anytime you mention Zemeckis, I'm a soft, I'm a simpleton like Gump, so I just go to Gump. So I'm like, ah, I wonder what Gump would be doing in the future. He's dead. Well, he they, ran into traffic. That's true. They didn't. <laughs> the, no mention of Gump. No mention of Polar Express. No contact, mention. Hello. Mm, yes. The most right. Which is actually about going through a portal. Mm-hmm. Well, fellas, left. Left on the editing room floor. I'll tell you this. You have one minute and 59 seconds to get in small, smooth, gritty valley. Out. Big big rock candy mountain. Close. Wow, Henning, you're so good at this. There was one that was like that. Uh, you got 
You got on big and mountain. You just need smooth and gritty. On big knob. Knob was in one of the ep- mm-hmm. recent episodes. The big creamy. knob, right? On big, big knob, big knob, creamy it. mountain. Dang it. Get out of my head, Henning. <laughs> On big knob, creamy mountain. <laughs> I pay attention to the the episode titles. They always give me nice. a little very nice smile. I haven't I haven't been in a few of them, so I especially pay attention there. From the from the point of view of a fan, the 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 title of the episode it just whets my appetite, and I can't wait to get to it when I'm away. Well, Hen, do you feel satisfied, the Hendrith? Yeah, one of those one of those episodes we just recorded will hit. <laughs> will satisfy. Isn't that how we it always go is, for though? Quality per se, I'm just deluge. You got 10 seconds, end on a high note. I'm going to have to put Reggie behind this whole episode just to make it feel good. What is is it? That's an... That's a minute. Oh. <laughs> I was antonyming, but I didn't do the whole thing. Keep keeping it. Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Happy, happy birthday, today's a special day. Happy, happy birthday, that's what I'm here to say. Happy, happy birthday. <clears throat> May all your dreams come true. Happy, happy birthday from King's Buffet to you. <laughs> that song made me want to blow my brains out. On a regular basis, uh, when I worked at a Chinese food buffet in Watertown. But when I'm singing it to my main man, Hen, I don't want to do that. Happy birthday, Henning. Happy birthday. Liner notes for this episode, part two of the Bendrith. And real quick, it was a Bendrith. This was a long record. So I can't wait to pick up. Uh, Casey's segment ended up at the end of the Bendrith, and I don't think we gave him uh, what he deserved on that. Like, as I was listening to it, as you guys just did, there's a lot to break down there. So uh, we need to start with Uncle Defile Science, I think, next episode. Also, you might notice uh, that the tracks got a little mixed up. So there might be like a minute. I think I fixed it, but, but there might be a minute where uh, I'm following along, but in the middle I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, where if the tracks are lined up, it makes sense because I'm confirming that I follow the story, but if the track is mixed, it sounds like a piece of shit who's not listening to a story, like, uh-huh, sure, uh-huh, uh, there was like a Paul Shear SNL sketch. Um, that was kind of like that pre predacted. I he did it. I did it first after. Um, what are the other liner notes? I don't know. Uh oh. Uh, thanks to Sandy Champlain. You know, you heard him a couple times. What? What? Oh, I guess Sandy has something else to say. I think pineapple on pizza with ham is fine. I don't. I don't see what the problem is. I've never seen what the problem is. That, that was it? 
Oh, he's got more. He's got more. I feel that freestanding floor fans, fans that stand with, you know. Was that it? There's more. Okay. Not box fans. I think box fans are a con. But floor stands, that's where, that's where the wind blows. That's got to be, eh, there's more. I remember now, because during the playlet, during, there was a, a brief moment where I was on one knee, and someone gestured out with the right hand, and then someone screamed and stood up, and I was wondering if that was authentic enough of a fluid motion, because... I had just been down on the knee, and then when I got up, I thought I should take it inward and back to you, back to the other actors. And I realized that that was selfish. And at that point, to be presentational was the correct decision. Because you've got five minutes to get it off. It's like a hit song. It's like a, 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 anything that... Well, you're really under the gun. You've got one shot and then it goes. So I put it outwards with a booming voice across the top of everyone's heads. Make sure that the, if you could reach the hair on people's ears, if you can do that, then you've got something. Then you've got something going on there. You can feel them paying attention. And you know that um, the comedy... Uh, strikes, and it does strike quickly, because um, you can feel it. Um, regardless if you're drunk or farting, or picking your nose, or pretending you're an alien, you know, from another galaxy. That's what's so fascinating about uh, doing uh, uh, any sort of sketch comedy is that the uh, 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 instantaneous. Uh, uh, inward motion and then outward regard and disregard for any theatrical normality whatsoever it, 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 it's uh, it's striking but the fascinating thing about the jerk practice is that um, it seems to take place in a in my mind now, where it is not, uh, 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 it is both dream and reality at once. It is, uh, uh, did that happen? And it did, because it was instantaneous. Um, I think the audiences knew that, whether there was two people there or, you know, 30. Um, but the fact that, uh, you have these limitations. You have this unpreparedness and uh, really sets the, the razor down, doesn't it? You have to sit on it. It's cutting. You sweat. It's like you're boxing. It's much like a heavyweight bout every time. But that focus, the dissolve from outside the stage... That's exactly what happens. And um, not a piercing glance is missed. A breathless, instantaneous 
result is misunderstood. And you don't get that if you've rehearsed the show a lot, which is good uh, thing about sketch comedy, is that you get so bogged down with getting it right. And we all know we like to cut loose, we like to unbuckle our belts and walk around in our jammies without socks. Spill ashes from our smoking pipe on our pants without fear of fire. Walking by mirrors without curses. Maybe taking in a strange stray cat or dog. Chances taken. Lives absolved within this form. It's short. It's quick. Here. Is this the wrong thing? Is this the right thing? And this can happen in minutes. Uh-huh. Okay, well that must be the last, okay. There's a lot of traffic today. Think of how often people say that. They don't need to. They never needed to. It was given to us. Thank you, Sandy. Peebo Bryson is one of the greatest singers to have ever lived. Thank you all. We love you. There's nothing you can do about it. Here's to another hundred? There's a long... I'm not gonna clean that gap up. Greetings, Weaver's son and daughters of Beaver Tun. It's your favorite backseat taxicab reviewer, Lindsay Megan's here, back to say a couple of things to my besties, Oscar and Claire. And let me be Claire. What I have to say is Oscar-worthy. You two have great taste in reviewers. And I should know because you told me. Yes, in the words of my main man, Steve Urkel, you did that. You made me, Megan's, as your mom likes to pronounce it, very happy. And speaking of happy... It would make me very happy to give a special Oregon scale of stink just for you. Oscar and Claire, I give you three Urkels Urking, <laughs> two girls that are gold, one's your mom, and one bonus dad that just had a birthday and should get a big old hug from both of you, don't you think? I'm Lindsay Meggins. You two can change the world, but never forget, I make the rules. <laughs> <laughs>